You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. With me today for the show are my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott from the Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's going to be one of those shows, I can tell already. (laughs) Today's show, we're going to be talking uh, uh, again about traveling with dogs. Last week's show, we started on our vacation, and we told you some of our adventures, some of the things we've been doing with the dogs, including the dogs running on the beach and getting wet and sandy and playing with uh, the seaweed and so forth. We're going to continue those adventures with today's show, including some hints and tips on how to make traveling with your dog as easy as possible. But before we get into that, we need to take a break for our sponsors. So hold on. We'll be back in just a minute. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. School's in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. Today's show is all about traveling with dogs. Uh, My husband and I, for years, have had our dogs with us on vacations and trips across the country. Uh, Although we do take a few vacations without the dogs... To Las Vegas, for example, that's not a fun place to take dogs for the most part. Much too hot. (laughs) Too many casinos with uh, slot machines where dogs aren't allowed. But for the most part, we enjoy having our dogs with us. We like to travel with them. Uh, Our German Shepherds, years ago, we uh, like to brag that those dogs had played in the Pacific Ocean, the Mississippi River, the Atlantic Ocean, and the Gulf of Mexico. Now, how many dogs can claim that? (laughs) They'd gone camping, they'd stayed in hotels and motels, they'd been all over the country. Our dogs today are not quite as well-traveled, but they still travel quite a bit with us. 
So today we'll talk about some stories about how to make traveling easier. We'll share some of our experiences and uh, hopefully then you can put these to work and have fun traveling with your dogs. Um, I guess one of the things we want to remember is don't assume your dog is house trained when you keep moving around. I mean, when you're traveling, you're going from hotel to hotel. Some dogs may um, be uncomfortable and may have an accident. It's not saying they're no longer house trained, but uh, it's like moving into a new place. You, uh, you're on a different schedule when you're traveling. Your dog may get confused. Um, most hotels have rooms that they keep for dogs, dogs uh, only, dogs visiting. Well, maybe another dog had an accident there and it wasn't properly cleaned up. Your dog smells it? Hmm, okay, I'll mark it too. That's a good reason to carry some cleaning supplies along with you. Um, a bottle of Nature's Miracle or, or uh, uh, vinegar, a scrub brush, a roll of paper towels, some rags. Uh, make sure that you're uh, all set to clean up after an accident. Of course, sometimes your dogs can get blamed when they haven't done anything. <laughs> yeah, share that story, Liz. I think we should make Liz tell that story. I think so. Okay, this was, uh, let's see, we were in uh, Motel 6 in uh, Buellton. We were going to be visiting Solvang. This night, Kate and I and Bash my dog Bashir and her dog Walter were sharing a room. I think we had decided Petra and her dog Keely deserved their own room <laughs> that night. So Kate and I and our dogs were sharing a room. Must have been about 2.30 in the morning. I came wide awake and heard the tinkling of liquid and sat up straight in bed grabbed my glasses because i'm blind without them and hit the light kate was buried in her pillow so i don't think she even woke up and i'm looking around for who had an accident i'm walking barefooted all over the hotel room scuffling my feet trying to find the wet spot my dog bashir was sound asleep on the floor looked at me with bleary eyes like why did you wake me up Kate's dog, Walter, was snuggled up with her. I don't think he even looked at me. And I couldn't find a wet spot anywhere. Then I realized that the bottle of water I had put on the bedside table was tipped over and was still going tinkle, 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 tinkle. <laughs> the wet spot was my bottle of water. So the dogs were getting blamed and they didn't even do it. I think it also proves how pet owners get attuned to certain sounds. sounds. <laughs> they call them a dead <laughs> Out of a sound sleep. <laughs> so yeah, with house training, um, just be aware that your dog might have an accident. I have to say that in the, the week we were gone, none of our three dogs did have an accident. They were all very, very good. But because you're changing your schedule, you're traveling, you're changing rooms, uh, it is a possibility. And, of course, crate training is always a good idea. And make extra effort to take your dog out maybe a little bit more than normal. Go for little walks. Get their bowels stimulated and to go. Anything. Remember back when you were first house training your puppy and praise them when they do go where you want them to go. And use a consistent word when you want them to go in the right place. I'm sure all three of us out in the Motel 6 exercise yard for pets, which Motel 6 is usually very nice about having a little spot for pets. Uh, I'm sure non-dog owners think we're nuts as we stand out there going, good to go potty. <laughs> three grown-up women, women talking baby talk to their dog. Good dog to go potty. And how excited but, we get when they do. <laughs> but, hey, it works. <laughs> Right. Along with cleaning, then 
keeping your own towels with you um, for yes. muddy paws, much less house cleaning accidents. Or should it rain while you're on vacation? <laughs> oh yeah, we ran into that problem. Not just keeping the hotel room clean, but the van or your car clean, and in our case, the tent trailer, uh, <laughs> tent cabin. <laughs> Trying to keep most of the mud on the outside. It was mm-hmm. nice to have towels set aside just for dog paws and dog bodies. Um, and also another thing to watch is uh, watching your dog at the signs of stress or cranky. I always complain when Keely gets uh, a little, I don't know, cranky. She's obviously tired. Or With her little legs, she's like five steps to one of Bashir's. <laughs> so she got cranky quickly. <laughs> um, but stress can also be mental as well as physical. You know, whereas Keely needs to take five steps for every one of Bashir's, um, there can also be uh, mental stress. If the dog's never traveled before, they're not quite sure what's going on. On this last trip we took, Bashir and Walter had both traveled before, uh, but Keely hadn't. This was her first big trip, and so that's part of the reason why she got a little cranky sometimes. She didn't know what was going on. <laughs> in figure in seven days, we stayed in six different places, and we went to three different beaches, and we went to the Redwood Forest, and we went to Solvang, and all these different places. So she did get a little stressed. There was some mental uh, mental stress there. When your dog gets stressed, give them time to relax. Give them uh, some more reassurance from you. Let them spend a little extra time snuggling maybe. Give them a chance also to exercise because exercise works out all kinds of stress. And one stress reducer for Keely is playing ball. Mm. So, well, first she found that lovely tennis ball, <laughs> then we also bought her a new one. So we played ball to reduce that stress or just sitting watching TV just to give us a break and have her snuggle and relax. And the massage helps, massaging your dog. The two boys felt a little more quickly into the pattern of get in the van and go to sleep. Yeah. But it took Keely a couple of days to get used to traveling and mm-hmm. having her daytime naps that she was so used to at home yep. and being able to catch them in the van. I knew she'd finally become a traveler when she'd find that spot in the van to go curl up and just just crash. Yep. Oh, yeah, the one on top of the suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> and then also you don't need to bring your dog to all the attractions. I mean, we stopped and watched the sea lions and took pictures, but we left the dogs in uh, in the van. So yeah, don't need the mind boggles at the thought of our three trying to bark at uh, thousand-pound sea lions and <laughs> yeah. scare them off. I'm sure the park ranger wouldn't have been happy about that either. <laughs> no. Or the dogs. <laughs> yeah. Um, one other thing to keep in mind is that while you're traveling, you need to find some place where your dog can exercise, especially if he's not in a situation where um, there's going to be a yard, like your friend's yard or a training yard or something like that. Uh, walking on a leash is fine, but most dogs are used to having a chance to run and play. Uh, if you can find a safe place, like the last motel we stayed at before we headed home, uh, we found a nice little vacant lot in between two businesses that actually was fenced in. And it was not posted, no trespassing, so we took advantage of it. Let the dogs run and play and chase and look for critters and chase the squirrels and, and do everything dogs love to do. That relieves stress and it gives them a chance to, to exercise their bodies. So that's important. And make sure they have a reliable cum. That's always... Uh extremely important before you do that yes yes you may want to take along 20 or 30 feet of light cord 
with a clip tied onto the end so that you can at least give them that much room to run and yet still have control over them. Mm -hmm. Keep them out of freeways and streets areas. Definitely. And of course, as we said in the last show, training, 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 training before you take this trip is vitally important. Something else that you might want to consider when you're packing for the trip is toys. Uh, we all brought some of our dog's favorite toys with us. Quiet toys, not the really loud ones that might annoy the people in the next motel room. So no squeaky toys. <laughs> Take the squeaker out of the toy. <laughs> and then we also, of course, as good dog owners, had to hit every pet store we found on the trip and bought a couple new toys, one or two that were hits and one or two that never made it past their <laughs> approval. But... Uh, have some toys for your dogs and have some things for them to chew on, safe things to chew on, so that if you want to relax in the motel room in the evening or if you've got a nice shady spot where the you can park the car and the dog can remain in the car, give give them the chewy in the car. Um, keep them occupied. Pizzles were a big hit. Yes, the bull pistols are always a big hit. Yes, that kept them and, quiet for a long time. And we're not going to explain to our listening audience what they are. If you don't know what a bull <laughs> pistol is, go check out your local pet store. <laughs> I'm not going to get in that kind of trouble on the air. <laughs> but your dog will love it. When you're in a motel, um, there's some things that you ought to keep in mind, too, as far as the people in the rooms near you. They may not be considerate of you, but since we're dog owners, we need to be considerate for them. Extra considerate, actually, so that we still have that privilege of being able to take our dogs yeah. to hotels and motels. Which the number one rule is to keep your dog quiet. Yes. <laughs> Which traveling in a hotel, every little noise, door closing, footstep, people above you. People arriving in the middle of the night, leaving in the middle of the night. All <laughs> that can get your dog to bark. So I think uh, for a while there, when Kate and I were sharing a room, I haven't seen two people who can go wake up from a dead sleep when our dogs even made the littlest noise. Oh, oh, we'd be on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So quick they couldn't have finished their thought. <laughs> With a good quiet command and a closing of the muzzle to remind them what quiet means, telling them to settle down. And then took them and cuddled them all nice into the bed and have uh, go back to sleep. Cuddled into the bed or smothered into the bed? <laughs> Depending on how tired we were. <laughs> I did take a citronella collar because I know that my Walter, a.k.a. the busy dog, is very reactive. He tends to bark before he thinks. And most of the time when he's wearing the citronella collar, the weight of it alone reminds him to think twice before he speaks. Um, and then one of the things we also did was turn on the fan. Well, first for air circulation with dog breaths. Ooh, it gets a little hot in the room. But just for white noise. So it kind of uh, drowns out some of the walking and doors closing. And So whether it's air conditioning or a fan. And I'll nice. say it before Kate does. <laughs> my snoring, too. Yes, I snore, and I admit it in public. Uh, that my, drowns out a lot of noise. My, my <laughs> turned out to be a wonderful white noise for Walter. Or blue noise or whatever. <laughs> yes, when we were sharing a room, Walter didn't bark at all. No, no, he couldn't hear anything else on the outside, and it worked beautifully to keep him quiet. But you could also keep the TV on very low. It's often a reassuring sound that the dogs are familiar with, particularly if you can find a talk show with people talking. That's a noise that they're used to. Keep it low enough not to uh, bother your neighbors. 
but just loud enough to block out most of the external noise in the room. And when you're doing all this, make sure you're with the dog. Don't leave your dog in the hotel room. At least in California, it's illegal to leave your dog unattended in the hotel room. I'm not mm -hmm. sure about other states, but check when you're traveling about the rules and regulations of that area. A lot of the nicer hotels that really cater to dogs offer dog sitting, dog pet sitting That's services true. where they'll come to your room, sit with your dog if you want to go out for the evening, or they'll have uh, references to local boarding kennels that allow you to do the same thing. Staying at those hotels was a little above our budget, mm. at least for this trip. <laughs> um, so we just chose to make sure that our dogs were with us. Um, one last thing before we take a, a break for our sponsors. Uh, a pet peeve of all three of ours is pick up after your dog. I, at several of the motels we stayed at, we went to take our dogs to the dog potty area and there were dog feces all over the place. Uh, and I have to admit it, a couple of them, when I dug out the plastic bag to pick up after Bashir, I picked up three or four other piles at the same time. I like traveling with my dog. I don't want to lose the ability to do that. If we continue to, we as dog owners, continue to leave these piles for other people, pretty soon we're not gonna be able to bring our dogs with us. Um, other people don't want to pick up after dogs, and I don't like picking up other after other people's dogs. So please, it's easy enough. Get a roll of those doggy pooper scooper bags. Throw one in your pocket every time you leave the car or leave the hotel room and pick up after your dog. And as annoying as it is to pick up after dogs that aren't your own, Go ahead and do it when you're out, um, just to help all of us that are trying to be responsible dog owners. It only takes one person stepping in it and carrying it home to think, yeah, all dogs should never be allowed. No, it happens when you're in the middle of the night, dog has to go to the bathroom, you have your flip-flops on uh, and not your glasses or contacts in. <laughs> well, at least you were barefoot. <laughs> well, thank goodness, but still. <laughs> And then one last comment about picking up after your dogs. Once you pick it up in that plastic bag, put a knot in it. Uh, <laughs> when you throw it in the trash can, um, especially if the sun's shining, if you haven't put a knot in it, that's going to be ugly for other people. So pick up after your dog, put a knot in the plastic bag, and toss it in the trash can. It's easy to do. It's not difficult. You just take that plastic bag and fruit it over your hand, pick it up, Pull the bag back down over, put a knot in it, and throw it away. I mean, you can't get much easier than that. All right, right now I'd like to uh, take a break so that you can uh, think about everything we've said. We need to give our sponsors a minute or two, so don't go away. Hold on, we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. in their full upright position and prepare for takeoff. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. 
So get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslowski, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. With me today is Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. And today we're going to uh, share some of our stories about uh, traveling with dogs. We gave you some ideas in part one last week. Uh, The first half of this show, we talked a little bit more about some hints about traveling with dogs. Uh, Now let's come down to some of the stories, because we've had some good times traveling with our dogs. Well, we got to see a lot of shops in Solvang, um, which was wonderful. One of my favorite signs, I almost asked them if the sign itself was for sale, because it (laughs) sign at the uh, entrance to the store said, dogs welcome. Owners allowed if well behaved. (laughs) And they were very welcoming to the dogs. Several places had bowls of water outside, which was nice to see. A lot of places. That shop was very welcoming to Walter. (laughs) As I walked walked by with Bashir, she said, oh, what's the dog's name? As I turned around to answer, I realized she was staring at Walter. (laughs) So Bashir and I kept on going. (laughs) <laughs> I, there's something about the way Walter wags his tail. You know, he's just irresistible. <laughs> and then, oh, I don't know, hiking. I'd say I, I enjoyed that hike we took to that abandoned, abandoned campground. Campground was so much fun. Um, God, the trees, everything was absolutely gorgeous. And the dogs were just, their little noses, oh, were just going absolutely crazy. And, of course, Walter is the leg lifter to be able to lift his leg on a coastal redwood tree. It was six feet around and 300 foot high. I guess that's a leg lifter's dream. Yeah, that's yeah, a trophy he, mark. But he ran out of juice. <laughs> I got a kick out of the two boys challenging each other. Um, here's a big rock who can get to the highest point of it. Here's a fallen tree who can get the farthest out to the end. I think all the agility training we did with these guys, uh, <laughs> they took advantage of it on right. these hikes. They'd be walking across, what, dead trees and that wide branch where we got them all to get at least, what, four feet, five feet off the ground. They uh-huh. turned around, walked back down it, climbing rocks, jumping over things. Under Even things, things. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. They had so much fun. And then, of course, when we left home, Bashir was very good about when he found water to just put his paws in it. Um, Didn't bother me a whole lot that he didn't uh, like water because Riker, my middle Aussie, does fine. Riker gets into every mud puddle and water water puddle there is. Um, But about 10 minutes into their first visit to the beach at, where was our first trip to the beach? San San Simeon? Simeon. Uh, Walter, who is a water dog, uh, had Bashir into the water, up to his belly, getting soaking wet. So that took care of that. Kind of like, follow me, guy. This is fun. And pretty sure soon Bashir did. And for the rest of the trip, he was in the water. Bixer River. Moro Bay Beach, Carmel Beach. Carmel has a beautiful beach, by the way, if uh, you get a chance to visit in Carmel. It's a beautiful white sands beach, and dogs are allowed. 
They do need to stay on leash there. And you do have to watch out for that scary hedge monster. Hedge monster. What yeah, hedge monster? Yeah, as we were walking down the beach, the dogs were all just staring intently at oh, that. Oh, the, the, the landscaper. The, the landscaper trini- trimming the bushes, yes. But it was so far Funny. in the bushes you couldn't see there was a person. It was just the hedge, the hedge rustling. Was, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. That, was, that was very worrisome. It had to be stared at for a long time before they figured out what was going yeah. on. Uh, Morro Bay uh, also had a very nice beach that the dogs were allowed, although I think Petra was having some panic attacks on the fact that Morro Rock is a a <laughs> volcanic dome. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, we were right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weird feeling. Rumble, rumble, rumble. <laughs> I think wow. if we'd have had an earthquake, Petra would have been the first one back to the van, <laughs> grabbing your keys on the way. Yeah. Well, and until the time that Keely found a tennis ball and then you got her a more appropriate sized one for yes. the princess, I was getting such a kick out of her playing with the kelp bladders. Oh, the she little, was uh, so much fun. The little sea maid tennis balls, if you will. <laughs> they were so much fun to run and chase, and, and then you puncture them. And, and then, they, ew. Yeah. Ew, Salt water. Slimy, icky. Oh, but there's another one. The beach was just full of little balls to play with. We've all traveled with dogs previously, too. Uh, last year, the three of us went to Arizona, and we made a big circle around uh, Arizona, starting um, in, at the Grand Canyon. Which, of course, is fun because Petra's afraid of heights. Um, <laughs> fun for them, not for me. <laughs> you did very well. Thank you. She was very good about staying on the path. <laughs> oh, you betcha. I follow signs very strictly. But uh, we walked the dogs up uh, around the south rim of the Grand Canyon, on leash, of course. Saw some elk. And, again, having well-behaved dogs was very nice because we told the dogs to leave it, which is a wonderful command, by the way. And uh, leave it, in our training terminology, means whatever you're looking at when we say it, ignore it. So when the dogs were staring at the elk and we said, leave it, that means ignore the elk. And uh, we, we put that to use a lot. When they, saw the, when they found the dead seagull at Morro Bay Beach... Leave it. I said leave, leave it. It. Mm-hmm. it was very, very tempting, but they did keep on walking around Yes, it. least tempting for... Uh, Walter and Bashir, I think Keely kind of turned her nose up at it. Uh, Also in Arizona, we uh, did a lot of walking around and sightseeing. We walked around the city of Sedona, which is a beautiful, interesting little city in the big red rock country of Arizona. Uh, The dogs didn't go in the stores there, but we took turns. One of us would stay outside with the dogs in a sit or a down stay while the others went shopping. And that worked out just fine. Uh, we went to the forests around Payson, Arizona, the big pine forest, evergreen forest. And again, the dogs got to run and play. And the year before that trip, Petra and I had gone out there and the dogs had found a partial skeleton, oh, which that's was right. quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. And lots of bear tracks, which made us look over our shoulders at every little twitch and, <laughs> and twig crackling. And <laughs> That's why you guys are so nervous. Yeah. When you travel with dogs in the woods, you find all kinds of things that you might not ordinarily find. <laughs> well, even around the hotel that grounds that, that trip. Right. Was when we had found they had, well, they had been putting out poison for the ground squirrels. Oh, right. right, yeah. yeah. Well, and in the early morning squirrel. potty walk, we found... A squirrel that was dying. Which Unfortunately, which was very sad. But the dogs were 
immediately attracted to it. Well, it sounded just like a squeaky toy. Yes, it, it was moving. Sit, laying on its side, squeaking and kicking its legs. It was just, you know, calling to the dogs to come play with it. And again, that leave it command was wonderful. Yeah, Didn't have to fight, try to grab a carcass out of a dog's mouth or have the dogs fight over it. They just said, oh, gosh darn, and kept moving. Backed mm-hmm. off. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, we walked around the pond in Payson with all the ducks and the geese. <laughs> oh, oh right. yes, yes. <laughs> and our dog's so used to herding geese and ducks, uh, <laughs> the leave it came very, was very important. No, really, we could put them all at one end of the lake. We could, we <laughs> yes. could, we could. They really wanted to. Uh-huh. That was fun. <laughs> Another thing that was uh, fun on several of our trips, and again, this is with trained dogs and the one of the benefits of trained dogs, is if you uh, go to a restaurant with outdoor tables, mm-hmm. have the dog lay down under the tables, and you can enjoy, well, in Solvang, the Danish pastries, oh, which yeah. were just absolutely wonderful. Hot coffee, huh, Kate? Yeah. Hot Danish, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was impressive. We'd walk away, and people go, oh! Didn't know there was dogs here. Didn't even hear them. And especially with three dogs under the table, the fact that people didn't even notice they were there. You'd notice the children run around everywhere, but (laughs) (laughs) didn't notice there were dogs. (laughs) And the dogs enjoyed that too. Uh, Granted, when we had the Danish pastries, we didn't share any with the dogs, or at least I didn't. Yeah, they may have nah. gotten some croissant crumbs, but uh, yeah. that was about it. No but, I th- but I think the dogs are ever hopeful that perhaps if we're eating on the table above them, something might fall down. Well, they did get clam chowder a few days before. Ah, uh, true. Up in uh, Monterey, <laughs> fishermen about a chowder head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Kate made Walter and Keeley chowder heads. Uh, she yes, her yes, bowl she. Of- chowder clam chowder on we were on fisherman's wharf in monterey and stopped uh they had clam chowder i of course found something that wasn't fishy uh, <laughs> so good huh, it was wonderful <laughs> served in that nice thick crusty oh, sourdough bread yum. roll mm. luckily bashir was out of her target range <laughs> but kate Spilled it down the front of her, on top of Walter, on top of Keeley. Keeley, of course, was extremely annoyed. Um, Bashir then tried to lick it off Walter and lick it off Keeley, much to their chagrin. <laughs> it did keep them all busy for a while. It did. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Yes. <laughs> In that instance, the dogs uh, were noticeable. <laughs> And they were rewarded for laying right under the table and being good. That was a big reward there, Kate. (laughs) So, anyway, those are some of our stories about traveling. Lots of good information for you, I hope. If nothing else, uh, just think about traveling with your dogs in the future. Although I don't have a problem with you and your significant other taking off on your own. We do it once in a while. But traveling with your dogs adds a whole new adventure. (laughs) Yeah, a whole new Mm -hmm. dimension to to traveling. You see things that you might not ordinarily see. You're probably going to get out and walk more than you might ordinarily do. Uh, When you're traveling, it's too easy to just sit in the car and drive and look out the window. With your dog, you're going to get out and walk. You're going to take some hikes around the campgrounds. You're going to walk around the city. You're going to look for places where your dog can exercise, and it'll give you a whole new dimension on the on the travel. The AAA tells you when uh, driving long distances, get out every couple of hours and walk around for your own health. Well, when you're traveling with a dog, you don't you're going to do choice. that. Yeah. <laughs> no choice, you just do it. So, big things to remember: keep your dog on leash, do some training ahead of time. 
think safety, and then of course, uh, be considerate for other travelers. Make sure that they don't regret that you've brought your dog with be you. Be a responsible dog owner. Yeah. One last story from me is when we were in Sedona, we stayed at the same hotel I'd stayed at with my uh, previous dogs a couple of years prior to that trip. And on that trip, I had gotten up in the early morning hours to walk the dogs and they had done their business. And as I was bending over with my plastic bag over my hand, a woman appeared out of the misty fog and rushed over to me and gave me a great big hug and said, thank you, thank you, thank you for picking up after me. And once I kind of woke up a little bit, (laughs) I was still in my robe. After you'd been attacked by this unknown woman. (laughs) She explained that she was the manager of the hotel. Ah. And the hotel was near a residence area and a lot of people hadn't been picking up their after their dogs and the residents in the homes had been complaining and they were worried that they were going to have to change their policy at the hotel to no more dogs because of that well luckily they had not changed because we enjoyed our night there she was so delighted to she was like would you like a whole bag of a roll of bags here you go Um, but just spread the word i don't like to see it at home i don't like to see it when traveling Pick up after your dog. Yes. (laughs) I don't want to step in it when I'm half asleep. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, that's it for this show for It's a Doggy Dog World. Uh, Our next show ought to be kind of interesting. So check back with us. We're going to talk about all those oodle dogs and doodle dogs and and oodles of doodles. Oodles of doodles doodles and cockapoos and and charchons and roddy doodles and and puggles and all those. We're going to talk about what a breed is, what's a purebred, what's a mixed breed, and what the story is with all these hybrids. So that ought to be an interesting show. So thanks again for listening. This is Liz Palaika with Peter Burke, Kate Abbott of Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. Thanks for listening to It's a Doggy Dog World. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.